Uh, how are things there in the quarantine? Man, that's cool, man. I'm, uh, I was uh, I was just uh, doing some domestic shit right before you called, so I was just cleaning up, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a clean freak, so I always keep stuff clean, you know? Yeah, I am I am to an extent, uh, but uh, this quarantine has made me let go a lot of that. Like, oh, whatever, I'll dust later. I can't, uh, I can't be deal. I can't be dealing with that right now. It, well, it made it made me worse, man. So it's funny. I, I, I find every little crack and crevice, and and I just can't stand dirt. I don't know what it is. How uh, how are you staying active? How are you? Uh, what are you doing with your time? Oh man, uh, you know I, I train. I've, I've been training people um, every every ever since this happened. Uh, pro- I'm probably training more people because I've been training people for a long time. But I train more people now that they can't go to the gyms. So I've always had equipment and I've always had uh, things in my my house to uh, to to train people no matter what. Because I tell people all the time, if you can't go to the gym, you always got to be prepared to to train at home. And Lo and behold, look at that. Everybody wants to come over to my house for some reason. <laughs> so, so, so the training you're doing is at your house, not online? Yeah, man, I do. You know, I, because, uh, you know, you can, do, you can do all types of training, man. I, you know, I, tra- I got equipment in my backyard. I got, you know, you can, you can run on the streets. You know, of course, you want to keep your distance from people, you know, the social distance crap. Yeah. But, uh, man, there's, there's always ways because people just want to be, uh, all, all they want to do is be told how to do it. How to how to work out, and you know that's that's it. But I, I, have, that's I, a, I always had equipment in my always had equipment in the back of my yard. You know, throwing some tires, big tires. Always had that bent, weight bench. Old school, man. You know what I'm saying? Old I think school. that's a that's a great segue to uh, to kind of what you're doing now. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, Houston Alexander. I haven't heard from him in a while." You know, he used to be in the UFC. He was yeah. knocking out. You know, um, Keith Jardine. That's like. When I mention I your name, your, that's what people say. I heard your Canadian accent. <laughs> I, I, see, I told you, I told you it was there. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, kind of, I, I mean, obviously the Houston Alexander Foundation and stuff like that. But for people who aren't familiar, what what have you been doing since since you stopped fighting? Well, I know the funny thing about it is, uh, um, everyone's uh, got this uh, this 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 thing where. They say you stop fighting. I, I never stop fighting. You know, I'm always training. I'm yeah. always helping people train. And I'm always you know, engaged. Uh, just with, just because you don't see anyone on TV doesn't mean they're still not doing what yeah. they love to do. And in uh, and MMA or you know boxing, wrestling, jujitsu, I, I love doing that stuff already. So that's that's something that we're always doing all the time. So just because you people out there don't see us on TV doesn't mean that we're not active in, in some type of way. But um, I was always doing other things other than MMA. So I was I was doing radio. I was uh you know DJing because I was DJing probably as long as I have been fighting. Uh, I you know I have my program, the Culture Shot School Tour, where I go into the schools and teach the kids about uh, hip hop culture. You know that slowed down a little bit, but I've been doing that ever since uh since I've been fighting too. So so uh, MMA man was just another piece of uh, my life's puzzle and you know they just happened to come together and all of it you know kind of coincided together so um and once I stopped doing this as much I started doing this as much so you know, and then and the foundation we just started doing in uh the past couple of years so all that day would just bring all the things together so 
you know, training people, uh, helping kids, you know, helping the community. That's man, that's the, all I did was just bring all that stuff together. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I've I've read a little bit into into what it does, and it's it's great to see people who have like moved on, or not necessarily moved on from the sport, but aren't necessarily like you said, aren't on TV, but they stay right. active and they they give back to the community uh, through martial arts, and in your case, through DJing and other things that you other other interests. You didn't just go off the grid. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, some of the people that you've been training, and I, I've, I'm going to reach out to them this probably this weekend and try to get them uh, on the show and hopefully speak to them. Um, yeah. Just uh, just kind of give an overview of some of the people. I know we talked about Ron, Ron Coleman Jr. and uh, Ellie Ellie Grapp, Grapp, I think is how to pronounce yeah. her name. Um, yeah. Kind of give an overview, I guess, about about them. Well, um, well, Grapp is a is a boxer, and she's probably she. I, I call her Little Joe Frazier because she moves like Joe Frazier, but she is, she has the determination, and 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 it's funny to see um, a woman with so much determination box, you know. And but but she's she has a lot of tenacity, and I, I think she's really really good. After watching a lot of footage, a lot of other people, and the way she moves, and she she's she's a really good box up and coming boxer. Now, as far as the MMA goes, uh, Ryan Coleman. Has been training with me ever since he's 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 been 15 years old. So he was around for the big bouts on television, all the uh, all the all the uh, the smaller fights that we had, we were doing in the clubs and at the, at the smaller venues. Uh, and Ron is in his, you know I believe uh, late 20s, but he's been around since day one. So but he's a four-time heavyweight wrestling champ uh, at at Omaha North High School, which is our high school here in uh, town, in Omaha. Uh, he, he's, he was the last four-time heavyweight champion uh, in 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 uh, um, in Omaha or in the state of Nebraska. To do that. So his wrestling background—he's been wrestling ever since he was two. So I, I dare anyone to try to take Ryan Coleman down. And he's a natural heavyweight that moves like a, a, a light lightweight. So that's how that's how quick he is. And 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 he played football. In college, so he's he's an overall beast, and uh, so so and so MMA for him was a natural transition. So you know, he's been I've been working with him since uh again since he was fifteen, but along with him, you know, I've been working with Joe Bodler, uh, and Joe Bodler's uh, one of the first persons to do jujitsu in our area, and he was at UFC three. So it's fun. It's funny how all those uh, those things come together, especially with a. Uh, uh, MMA history in Omaha, Nebraska, but uh, the uh, Ellie's been uh, doing boxing for a while, but she, you know, she's she's up and coming. And MMA, MMA as far as MMA, Ryan Coleman is definitely uh, an up and coming beast. So I was I was listening. He was supposed to make his. He was supposed to fight this year. Is that correct? Yeah, he was my... to, uh, a couple of weeks, three weeks ago before the quarantine. So yeah. so he was about to beat somebody's ass <laughs> about three weeks ago, but. But again, once all this, you know, once all this blows over, and, and again, who knows? I think, uh, I, me personally, I think 2020 is, uh, as far as events goes, you know, you're not going to see any, any major uh, things on TV with, with, with a lot of people involved, and you know, until all this uh, this quarantine and uh, and, and the, the, the virus goes away, man, because it's, you know, it's a serious it's a serious deal, and I and I hope everyone's taking it serious because of. I've had family members already who passed away down south 
from uh from from the virus. So it's it's real. And um and again, it, 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 we, I, I'm counting 2020. It, it might it might uh, get better later in the year, but you know I come, I'm kind of counting 2020 out, man, for anything. Yeah, I've kind of written it off. I've just kind of been hoping that uh, nothing hits me. And just make it to 2021. Make it to January 21st without anything. Uh, and sorry to hear about the tragedies. Obviously, it's, it's crazy yeah. how many people are being affected by it. Something you have to deal with, man, and move on. You know, hey, you know, just it's, it's life, brother. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people aren't familiar, and I'm not. I honestly did like I'm not a hip hop guy at all. I've I'm country all the way, which is weird for a Spaniard. But um, describe <laughs> d- describe the hip hop scene um, there in Omaha. Your family's originally from Spain. Yeah. See that? So so you uh, are, are are Spaniards considered the true. Spanish culture? I think so. <laughs> I think so. It depends on who you ask. If you ask someone from Mexico or Puerto Rico, they'll, they'll have something to say about it. But as far as I'm concerned, man, it, uh, it all originated in Spain. So as far as I'm, con- I'm concerned, we are uh, the true Spaniards, true Latinos. Everybody else is just, uh, you know, copying us. Well let, let me, let me, well, let me let me put you up on game, young man. You know that Sp- Spaniards... Or of African descent. So of course you knew that, right? I, I know that some people in Spain have moved up from from uh, from Africa, uh, long long back in the. Uh... A lot of people, a lot of people of color, man, people don't, the people of color don't know that they're from from the, from Africa. But you know, it's something you just have to research, brother. This is this is a little small little thing you need to know. <laughs> what? Uh... So, so the hip hop scene there in Omaha, for those of for those people who aren't familiar, it's it's really up and coming, and there's a lot of a lot of high high level talent there. Describe your your presence in in the uh, Omaha hip hop scene. Well, you know what? Uh, there's there's a lot of people coming out of this area, you know, that, that are on have been online. But uh, what I've been doing, man, I've been I've been in the, in the hip hop scene for a long time since the '80s. I've been a b boy. I'm a, I'm a graffiti writer. Um, you know, I've, I've helped out with rap promotions. Uh, I've DJ for a lot of uh, a lot of events, and uh, and I've just been a part of the scene since it's, since day one. And w- along with a lot of people, uh, you know, like like groups that came up, uh, whether they they be rapping groups or or graffiti group groups or anything along the lines of hip hop. It, it probably started uh, in Omaha about the same time it started any other city. You know, when hip-hop broke uh, in, in New York City and it started spreading throughout the country and then through, from the country throughout the world, you know, it, it probably started about the same time. So I've been I've been just been active ever since, man, and never and never stopped, and never wavered from it because, you know, it was something as a kid that we grew up in. All right. Well, uh, we'll shift the focus here, I guess, to, to kind of my podcast is mainly MMA. So we'll yeah. kind of shift the focus into your, your MMA career. Um so the date was May 26, 2007. Does that does that date is that date etched in your memory um, as your UFC d- debut? Do you, do you remember that date and do you remember that night clearly, or is it just no no different than any other fight that you had? It's it's funny because uh, I've had over 200 fights and I, I I didn't I didn't treat it any different from anything yeah. because uh, because I believe at the time there was no YouTube, so people couldn't find footage or you know or YouTube might have been new, but I didn't have footage on there, but uh, 
uh, <laughs> I I just treated it like a like a um, like a regular fight. But I do remember the night before I fought, I uh, ran into Dana White, and I and I looked Dana White in his eyes, and I told him, "I'm about to whoop your boy's ass." You know, that was that was my quote right there. When I looked at him, he, he kind of laughed. He like, "Oh, okay, whatever." But uh, yeah, it you know the, it was a. Uh, it, 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 we knew what, what we what we was gonna do to the guy, and so uh, uh, what, what was funny is that uh, my manager said that uh, the commission wasn't gonna let me fight at first because uh, they thought they they thought um, because because of the footage they didn't have on me, they yeah. thought that uh, that I wasn't experienced enough to get in the, in the ring, and <laughs> and he convinced he convinced them. That uh, that that it was you know that that it was gonna happen and 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 uh, it happened. Yeah, I mean, it, to you you did something that guys like Forrest Griffin and Chuck Liddell couldn't do. You finished Keith Jardine, which you know he he's a legend of the sport, legend of the UFC. Hey, shouts out to Keith, man. That's, that's that's my guy. Yeah, he's a he's a great guy. I I I, I liked Keith Jardine. Um, I admired his fighting style. His everything about him, but you did something that, that, you know, uh, no one else has been able to do really. Um, so is that the highlight, I guess that victory, is that, is that the highlight of your career? Do you think, or is there another fight that stands out more so? Well, uh, there was fight, man, again, there was fights before that. So I, there was fights where I've broken rings and, and I was slamming people so hard in the middle of the ring, you know, because the ring has boards in between. Yeah. I've slammed people so hard to where the boards broke. So I've knocked people out so hard to where they, you know, they literally would would fly through the ring. So it's all those it's all those fights that were fun getting up to that point, you know. All you know, and, and it's just weird, man, because I I would fight five times in one night, right? Because you know, and, and because again, it was almost uh almost like the you know the come on come all type type deal coming up in the sport, but. You know, it it would it is what it was. I fought I fought all 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 over, and so fighting in the arena at the time, you know, I, I fought in small arenas, big arenas, little arena, you know, medium arenas. So when I when I first when I got there, you know, it was nothing. It was nothing to me. So if you go back and watch the footage and just watch my face, I'm like I'm just like ah okay whatever. <laughs> is there is there is there any fight where you look back and you're like ah oh, I wish I could run that one back. If oh. I could go back and. All of all the fights, fights I lost in the UFC because you know I I'm gonna be honest with you I lost those fights because of me, you know and and, and I, the reason why I say that is because uh, uh um I had a coach Coach Alexander who I still uh, uh you know talk to who said to me back then you already know how to fight you know all you have to do is defend any takedown okay. And because he was a natural wrestling coach for 40 years. But um, when you're – transition is the most important part of MMA. And people don't realize how how, how important transition for you to go to boxing, jiu-jitsu, uh, judo, and, and it has to all be effort, effortless. And back then when we were coming up, we had to go to a cross-country to get jiu-jitsu or to get the best jiu-jitsu or, or – or down south to get boxing, or over yeah. come to Canada to get some kickboxing. You know, back then we didn't have all the all the MMA um, uh, martial arts in one gym, so it's easier for everyone now because you you know you get you get to 
have everything, and you get all your uh, your, your training partners are all in the same gym. We had to go all over to get to get it to get our 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 different martial arts. But um, it's it's just funny funny to see um the, the progression, and I and I love the progression of how what the sport is. But it just seems like there's a lot of people to follow. And so back then you had your heroes and your villains. Here you you have your you have your heroes and villains, but there's so many of them. It's like where where is everyone at? So yeah. it, it, it's man, it, it, MMA has been interesting, and, and I wish I could take back all those fights because now with the, with the intelligence that I have, uh, my tra- my transition is so effortless, effortless right now. Effortless, it, there's so much. No, no, there's no effort into my transition right now. It, it just, it's very unfortunate that happened later. Do, do you think, how do you think you'd fare if you were to get in the sport today rather than, you know, that so many years ago? Like if you were to... It'd be easy. I think it would be easy because, you know, I, I don't see, well, you know, there's a lot of great athletes out there, though, but, it, but I don't see any savagery, though. I don't yeah, see I, there's no I, Chuck Liddell. There's, you know, th- those characters are long gone. You know. Yeah, I don't see any. Sa- Do you see any savages, Sergio? Mm, yeah, I mean Mike Perry. Real. Mike Perry. <laughs> I'm talking about real savages. You know what I'm saying? Not, not pretend behind yeah. the mic. Got to make up a story type savage. You know, there's only a few, few of those guys left. Uh, because, but even that, they're making up after their fight. They're fighting. Yeah, the Diaz brothers, you could make a case for and stuff like that. But you know who doesn't do that? Who is one of my favorite guys right now? Khabib. No, yeah, I, lo- I love Khabib. Hey, Khabib doesn't play, man. You know, he, you he, you see him, you you see guys talking shit to him. He was like, mm, okay, all right. <laughs> then he gets there and whooped their ass, and he does all the thing he did in his last fight, where you know he he's going after everybody. You know, that's to me, that's that's you know, that's that's some savage shit, and that's what that that's what. That's what scares people about about you when you enter that ring. Like, man, I can't do I can't do this against this guy because he he'll do this. So, this is it's interesting to see, man. How, is the uh, is he your favorite fighter today, or is there another fight? Oh, with the oil. Sal um, is one of my favorite fighter. Uh, Khabib is one of my favorite fighter, and uh, the I, can't, I keep forgetting the gentleman's name from Miami uh, that uh, that uh, knocked out the wrestler with the knee. Masvidal, Jorge Masvidal. That's those another guy guys. who's he's a real. Uh, he doesn't play. Yeah, and those are those are three guys that I'm I'm looking at right now that I they always enjoy watching. You know. Do you uh, do you ever get the itch to be like, man, I just want to go back in there and fight like a cage fight, not necessarily training. No, no. I, again, I train every day, so that's that's nothing. But uh, if if I had the opportunity to get in the ring. I would love to get in the ring, and and uh, you know it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how old you are. If if you're physically able, because I've never got really really hurt during during MMA. Uh, please, I would, I would love to get in there. You know who wouldn't? Just like guys play football. I'm sure they they're out there playing catch football or the, or playing. I I I played football with some uh, some ex NFL people for charity, and I'm telling you that that's a whole different level, man. And even playing with some guys who retired, that's a whole different level. So I'm sure it'll be a whole different level with with, with a guy like me who uh, who actually uh, has the thinking game down. <laughs> so yeah, man, of course, of course, I would be lying if I said I wouldn't want to get back in the in, in the cage or octagon or boxing ring. Like you know, you 
we enjoy doing it. It's what we do. Yeah, it's you mentioned football players. I find a lot of football players, like even Herschel Walker, who came out of retirement like to fight uh, yeah. later in life, he, he had a tremendous success. I find that football players like seem to have a lot of success uh, in martial arts. Uh, guys like... Hey, athletes all together, man. If you, if you, if, especially if you're, if you're disciplined enough to learn the art forms, or I have been learning. I'm not for sure if, if Herschel was already doing something, uh, you know, even when, when he was in football. Yeah. But a lot of those people are doing, you know, mixed martial arts even behind the scenes. So, you, uh, is uh, MMA and, and martial arts in general something that you've instilled in your kids? Is that something that they, they do as well? Well, you know what? Um, yeah, I, 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 I teach a bullying program at schools yeah. as well. And, uh, you know, I, I believe MMA instills uh, discipline. Yeah. Discipline and, and, and uh, with, with my children, you know, they, 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 they've seen me over the years and they've seen that the discipline it takes and the dedication it takes to even be a part of a situation like that. So they, that, that has been instilled in, in my kids. So, yeah, man, you know, it, it's real important. MMA is real important in, in a lot of ways, especially especially uh, when you're dealing with uh, kids or you keep, you're dealing with uh, adults who can't find a way. So sometimes you know MMA is a way out. Yeah, I find uh, like I do I do a little jujitsu. I by no no means am I a martial artist of any sort, but I find uh, the guys there are uh, they're not there to hurt you. They're there to learn and they're there to grow. Yeah, and I find it. That's the, that's the key. That's the key thing when, especially when you're when you're practicing. It's everyone's learning. Everyone, you know, that's yeah. and you know, so you're not trying to hurt anyone. You know, you're trying to learn and you're trying and and, and you, know, you probably notice that everyone uh, who who practices with you are probably even killed. Even you know, from 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 down to the the last guy or the, or the smallest girl, everyone's probably even killed at your gym, huh? Yeah, I, the first time the first time I went there, I uh, I got choked out by a thirteen year old girl. First time I went to to jujitsu, and yeah. like you know what, like anybody else is like, oh, I'm done with this, uh, yeah. but that motivated me to go back, you know, and uh, you know now I can choke out guys twice my size who have never gone, and I'm I'm a white belt, like I'm not a black belt, I'm not a blue belt. Um, but you learn little tendencies and stuff like that. And the one thing I like about jujitsu is size goes out the window. And, um, you know, well, I wouldn't necessarily say that. <laughs> yeah, well, so, someone who's good at jujitsu and someone who doesn't know anything that. about jujitsu. I, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, wouldn't I, say that, man. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, but, but, but you, you know where I, you know what I'm getting at. Like, guys who. I'm totally getting at. Yeah. A 265-pound guy who doesn't have any idea of anything related to martial arts versus yeah. a, a black belt who's 135, it's, it's a joke on the mat. Um, it's all, it just all depends. It just all depends. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't know, know uh, because, it, you know, again, all the coaches I've dealt with have always said that size does matter. <laughs> it, it does. At, at some point it does, like, you know, but uh, guys like Joe Lozon – you know, the high-level jiu-jitsu guys, Royce Gracie proved that too, right? So, uh, right. jiu-jitsu is, is very, very tricky, tricky martial yeah. art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You grab someone, uh, you grab someone's ankle, you grab someone's ankle, and they're out of there, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I think, uh, you know, I, I come from a swimming and soccer background. I wish I learned 
jiu-jitsu and basic martial arts because the discipline you learn and swimming uh, is one of the hardest sports you know and people don't realize how how hard swimming is especially if you're you're going you're doing laps upon laps upon yeah man swimming swimming is hard definitely yeah it's a it's a cardio based sport it's very boring which someone who swam for you have to work every muscle in your body to be able to to compete in swimming so you michael was you also a michael phelps level yeah man I was I was not at that level. I wish I was, but I was I was never at that level, unfortunately. That's and I guess uh, I guess we'll kind of finish it up with some like non MMA stuff. Uh, what what is it you're doing in your uh, free time there at your house? Are you watching any shows on TV? Any movies? You know, I'm a YouTuber, man. So I like I, I'm and I'm always into uh, learning. So if I'm not learning, if I'm watching anything on whether it be a smartphone or on on laptop or anything, it's something. It has to do with uh, learning at all t- all times. So yeah. if, if I'm not learning about history, I'm learning about uh, individuals that that are very successful. So you know, you, you and you, everyone wants, wants to be successful in life. So you learn all these tidbits from everyone who uh, who's lived uh, uh, a successful life. You know, you, you, who wouldn't want to follow Denzel and some of the things that he's done? Denzel Washington. Or, or who wouldn't um, want to watch uh, interviews with Hoist Gracie? You know, who wouldn't want to watch interviews with uh, some of the younger guys like the style vendor and, and, and just learn uh, just all it's always it's always a, a learning process with me, brother. So I'll, I'm always trying to learn. I don't care if it's if it's trying to hook up a cabinet <laughs> or, or, or do a certain uh, boxing move. I'm always I'm always always trying to learn, man. And it is a- and because life's always a learning, a learning uh, experience. Yeah, there's it's always, there's always. Sounds it sounds cliche, but it is, man. Yeah, there's always more to learn. There's always, whether it be about martial arts, like you said, or history, or anything like that. It, it, and there's right now with the technology that's out there, there's endless amount of podcasts where you can learn about just about anything. Um, I think it's a great time to learn. Whereas back in the day, it was all textbooks and stuff like that. So. We have a gentleman here, uh, John Henson, and uh, he, he kind of started off uh, by, about the same time. We started off in the same gym, and he's uh, he's a world's uh, jiu-jitsu champion. Uh, so if you if you look up John Henson, uh, you know he's from he's from Iowa, but he trains out of Omaha, Nebraska. Um, he's probably one of one of the top, way top level jiu-jitsu guy. Uh, but the first thing they asked him, how did you learn how to do jiu-jitsu? And he said. Uh, from the internet. <laughs> so before he even before he even you know hit the mat, he was already studying other people on the internet. So you know, so yeah, so I, I'll never forget what he said. And if you watch John, if you if you go to YouTube and watch John Henson, uh, you you will see he, he's he's a another level. Yeah, but it's it's uh, it's, it's funny because that kind of when I the very first jujitsu class I had. I had someone in a triangle choke and uh-huh. their arm was on the wrong side of the body. So I was just sitting there putting as much pressure as I could, but nothing was happening. Like he wouldn't tap. And then uh, they were like, go back, watch a video at home. And the first thing they said is move its arm to the other side. And I'm yeah. like, the other side. All it was all it was, <laughs> but had I watched a video before. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, right, have, yeah. You, have, you, uh, have you been uh, doing any tournaments? Jiu-Jitsu tournament? No, I've just uh, I've just been rolling. So I'm about to. Sergio, you need to do some tournaments, man. Come yeah, on. I I got to do some tournaments. I guess I uh, once and quarantine's all done. Officially on my podcast with you, you have you have to make it official. Will you do some tournaments? Jiu-Jitsu tournaments. I will. I will do. I will do a jujitsu. No, 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 no. You say you say yes. 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 I'll do some hey. tournaments. All right. Hey, is that a promise? That's a promise. Man, hey, so that'd be cool, man. I would love to see. I would love to watch you on YouTube, and I would. I would love to see one of your matches, man. All right, man. I appreciate it. Um, is there any uh, people out there who who are guests? What what can they follow follow you on? Where where can they uh, get a hold of you? People can watch. Well, they can follow me on all the uh, the social plat for social media platforms under under Houston Alexander, uh, and they they can go to HoustonAlexander.com or I'm sorry dot org and check, and they can get more information about uh, our foundation and all the things that we do for the kids and community. Yeah. And uh, and again, you know, just to continue to 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 follow me because my one 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 of my main important things that uh that I'm doing now is, is just doing for our world community. So it, it don't matter where it is, if, uh, if we're needing help um, and I'm and I'm able to help, that's what I'm trying to do, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, what I like about you is you're super accessible. I, I reached out to you, asked you if you wanted to come on and you gave me a call and we were talking on the phone for a half hour. So it's... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's not every day you see someone like that. So, hey man, hey, people, people, some people, some people get get caught on themselves, man. And and uh, I've been doing media for a long time with radio, so I know the the importance of accessibility. Yeah, and and a lot of people, a lot of people don't, and a lot of people don't even know how to speak to people because they're so they're so busy uh, being a keyboard warrior <laughs> online. And yeah. So just you got to make yourself accessible, man. If you're, if you're trying to make a difference, that's all. All right. Wise words. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, thanks again, man. Sergio, no problem. And remember, you made that promise on, on this podcast that you would do your first tournament. Yeah, and I'll, I'll rewatch that video of you uh, knocking out uh, Keith Jardine if I, uh, if I second guess it. I'm like, that's what's coming if I don't do this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, you got it. You got it. But see, I wish people could see the old, old other videos before, before yeah. Keith. The, the, the other videos that they showed, the other videos of, of, of what we did before that, they would really be scared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. But uh, I'll, I'll do those tournaments. Uh, I'm, af- I'm afraid to get uh, knocked out. So I'll, uh, I'll, be, I'll be sure to do them. All right. I just need you to do the turn. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, Sergio. Yeah. All right, brother.